Hi, I'm Princess Rara. And I'm Dara, the Electro Khaleesi. And this is Pink Kink, the podcast where we talk about the pretty, twisted side of kink. Today's episode is produced by our electrifying pink kinksters. Thank you, Jay Witcherman, Brianna Lynn, Daddy Jay, Fabe, Embers, Blossom, William P., Claire, Jam Today, Mr. N and Mrs. Jess, Mistress Good Girl, Lady Blooding, Primal Empress, Kaze, Clockwork Dork, Roxy, Mistress Francesca, Naughty and Nice, Butte Pain, Northern Sir, Manda Panda, Cat, Stefan, Brooklyn B., Shadow Phoenix, Serenity Deb, Robert, Ruby R., Christopher, Kilted Sir, Sam, Firegood and his good boy Grant, Brianna Lynn, May Cry Devil, Ruby Riot, MJ Stryker, J Swizz, Mistress Velma, Enchanted Sparrow, Blown Deuce, The Wombat, Impact Hazard, Twitch, Lioness X, The Midnight Girl, Sinful, Mrs. and Mr. Hart, J21, Christina, Daisy If You Do, Princess Katharina and Katharina's Thrall, Harley Chick, Violet Rain, Serenity, Belle, and Puppy Mike. Pink Kink runs off the generosity of our devoted patrons. As a patron, you will become a member of our special Discord server, receive some adorable Pink Kink stickers, as well as have access to a monthly behind-the-scenes podcast. In addition, our impactful and electrifying Pink Kinksters will get special audio and video episodes. And finally, patrons at our highest tier will be recognized as producers both here on the podcast and on our website. If you would like to become a patron, you can visit us at patreon.com slash pinkkinkpodcast or click the link at pinkkinkpodcast.com. Happy Dara's episode day! Finally! <laughs> I will celebrate this. <laughs> Wait, we need one of those. I, I, oh my God, he is holding your boot. Okay. That's, <laughs> if you don't know what that's in reference to. I think that's next episode. <laughs> Good luck. Because I am not cutting that. It's just one of many pictures I have of a guy holding onto my boob. Wait, let me and see And women. A lot of people hold onto your boob. God, he's so much taller than you. That's my point. Yeah, if you have no idea what we're talking about right now, have fun with that because you don't get to know until the uh, 100th episode, which I believe see? is More next time. More people holding onto my boob. That's a lot of boob holding right there. <laughs> Everybody wants to hold onto the boob. I can't help it. People don't hang onto mine. They just face plant into them. I have video. Boob holdage? <laughs> oh my God, I thought that was me for a minute. No, it's not. Okay. Well, it had the similar hair color. Yeah, that's face planting in the boobies. Yep. Yeah, wow, you guys must be awfully confused right now. <laughs> that's good. That's funny. Should I delete it and put it into the blooper episode for next week and then all the references of, hey, you don't get to know about this no. until next week is... Yeah. No, we're giving them teasers so they can listen to listen to next week. And it will all be part of the history. The, really? I'm trying. Really? I'm trying. Is that better than you're trying with the CNC? Or no, that was just as terrible. <laughs> Good. Well, we should be equally, be, e- equally you bad. You messed up, though. It's well, Okay, so it's... I don't know whether to call it the history of kink or the evolution of kink. Gonna be an evolution. Well, I already sent you the picture. I did. The, the evolution one? Remember? I did. Yeah. Okay. So maybe evolution is the well, correct see, this term. Is, yeah. Okay. I don't know. Uh, so, either one. Like, here's the thing. I started this out, like, chronologically, and then this morning I decided to change it all up. So maybe it's not evolution after all. 
All I know is that this has been an episode a long, <laughs> long time in the making. Dara has been talking about wanting to do this episode for since the beginning. Fucking forever. But one problem, though. What? It's not the episode I wanted, so I can still do that one. Yes, you can. But the problem became she kept telling me she wanted to do this episode, and my answer to her was, then do it. Well, okay, the problem is my job is nuts, and I didn't actually have the time or the brain cell power to actually do this. And then I did over the holiday break because I wasn't working. Okay. So then I got it done. And then this morning I changed all of it. So it was perfect. There you go. All right. I'm ready. Evolutionary history of kink. <laughs> then I combined it. See, it's much better now. <laughs> Confusing as fuck, but much better. All right. This is How the many one- more words are we going to fit into the title that I'm going to have to type all this out? Evolution of kinktastic. Um, I don't know. Anyway, it's about how kink started. And modern. And some <laughs> modern stuff kink. in the middle. Yeah. Well, actually, so that's the problem. It's really, really hard to pinpoint when kink started. There is no like, hey, this is kink. Oh, my God, what's kink? Well, let me explain. It's this thing I just made up. No. That's why I wanted to call it the evolution. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, most people think that it's the early 1950s with the gay leather bars and all of that. They consider that, like, the start of, of official modern. kink. Can be the start of modern kink. Okay. I'm actually really excited because this is the episode where I'm going to talk the whole time and Rava is just going to randomly comment. Uh, Can I just tell you how nice this is? It's a nice change of pace. But am I going fast enough? Because I'm trying to do like what you do and like talk fast enough because you always yell at me that I don't talk fast enough on these episodes. It's not bad for a non-New Yorker. (laughs) I actually feel like I need to slow down or else people aren't going to understand what I'm saying. Okay. All right. So most sexual historians, which I was like, that's a job. I want to be a sexual historian. Me too. I want to be a sex therapist. I want to be just a straight up dominatrix. I just want sex. Okay. Sexual anything, right? (laughs) You're just like, I'm going to have all these jobs as long as they have to do with sex. I don't care. Uh, So most of them agree that the behaviors involved in BDSM and kink and notice how they were separated Mm -hmm. have existed for longer than about the last hundred years or so. Which is when a lot of people think that it started. People have been uh, creative when it comes to sex for a very, very long time. I can't wait to hear You're your reaction the movie to Caligula. Yes, I have that one. I had a guy take me out on a date to see Caligula, like at the theater. Uh huh. You're uh, you're showing your age there a little bit. Uh huh. I'm old. Wow. Was it was it interesting to watch that in a theater with I, other I, people? Well, I wasn't. I I had no idea what I was getting into when oh, I when God. I sat down to watch it and so I was a little um surprised that I'm not sure he knew fully either what did he just think it was about some Roman emperor I'm not biopic sure what I never did ask because like I I, I really like this guy he was cute as fuck that's like going to watch a movie about the Marquis de Sade and not knowing anything about it this was do I really need to tell you the year yes really yeah I know what your answer is going to be when yeah. I tell you what the year yeah. was yeah yeah. 1983. <laughs> I believe, was that the year you were born? Yep. <laughs> it was probably before I was even born. No, it wasn't because it was, it was fall semester. I was a okay, freshman so in college. I was born. You were born. That's hilarious. <laughs> that is amazing. Sorry, I've totally derailed. Yes. Yeah, but I don't care. It's great. It's, <laughs> it's part of history. It's part, it's your personal history of kinky shit. <laughs> 
So should have realized then, right? Yeah. So that I was like not freaking out. It was more like, huh? This is fascinating. Not that fascinating. It was more like, huh? Okay. (laughs) Believe there was a lot of butt sex in Caligula. Makes sense because it was a lot of male on male sex. Yeah, because Greek. Yeah. Roman. I don't remember. Old people. Roman. It was Roman. (laughs) Roman. All right. So. This is the this is the part where I'm going to have so much fun with this episode. Okay. Because I didn't share this with you until like this morning. Right. Right. So I you, haven't even read it yet. Exactly. I'm going along with you. So so, so both the surprise and not. Well, yeah. I'm just, I'm waiting for your reactions because I've got a few random things in here that I threw in that I found that was like, wow, that's just a really fascinating fact. And I just want to watch your reaction to it. Okay. Okay. This was like a blind react yeah. episode for you. <laughs> for you. You're the one that's blind. No, but I meant because, because. You're the, only one me. Can, you're the only one who can see it. Hey, Rara, did we switch? Oh. <laughs> okay. So one of the earliest literary sources describing sexual practices is, of course, the Kama Sutra. Yes. You cannot do a history of kinky sex shit without the Kama Sutra. Uh, so they're saying it was written between the first and the sixth century. Even before my time. It, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> No, a couple I'm, years. I'm just saying because I'm old. So it's even before my it's time. It's a little bit before you. Yes. I like how they can't actually pinpoint that. That cracks me up a little bit. So well, it's not the... like they had copywriting back in those days. Well, yeah, there's probably a few different versions, you know, different publications with a different cover on it, you know, that kind of thing. So it's famous for like the sexual positioning, different sexual positions that you can get. They have like pocket Kama Sutras now with some of those positions. I'm sorry, but you need to be like. A, a member of Cirque du Soleil to get your body into uh, yes. those positions. But did you know that they also have passionate slapping descriptions? I No. And biting, scratching, hitting with like switches and stuff. They have that in the there. The other problem with the Kama Sutra, and this kind of goes to conversation a bunch of us had on Friday night. Oh boy. Some of those things like physically, I can't do because I'm like, 14, 15 inches shorter than my partner. Like, it won't work. That's why there's such a large variety. Tab A will not reach slot B (laughs) because of the height difference. (laughs) Well, that's why there's so many different positions. Mm -hmm. You tried an Eiffel Tower yet? Which I don't know that I know these by name. Was not called the Eiffel Tower back then, clearly. (laughs) Well, duh. It's called the Standing Something, I think. Yeah. They're funny. It's probably been since about 19. 80 since I last looked at the Kama Sutra. Oh, I wasn't even born yet. Yeah, I know. Wow, I wasn't even a... Yeah. I wasn't even an idea. <laughs> um, So I threw in Zeus because, again... <laughs> Zeus is good anywhere. Zeus. <laughs> I called him the biggest polyamorous horn dog. <laughs> you see this? I see this. Yeah, because that dude had sex with anything that moved. And I understand his mythology. It is good to be the king, right? But, like, what... A fucker. Literally. Literally. (laughs) And it's easily some of the most raunchy stories in like literary history is anything to do with Zeus. Were they consensual? No. He uh, raped somebody in the form of a swan, I believe, in one of the stories. Wait a minute. He raped them when they were a swan? No, he was a swan. Huh. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. Told you. Raunchy as shit. Gotcha. Um, okay, so this one I never, ever would have thought about. But then when I started to research it, I was like, holy shit, this absolutely works. In like the 12th century Middle Ages type shit, 
there was something called courtly love, which sounds Aww. very, you know, like, like that. Exactly. That's the reaction. Courtly love. But it was a social and literary phenomenon. There's actual books with courtly love from that time period. And it was based on the idea of extreme passion. Well, Undying love. What? Should passion be extreme? Okay, but listen, listen. Do you know anything about courtly listen, love? Linda. Yes. Okay, listen, Linda. Yeah, I'm listening. Okay. And the man willing to undertake any feat for his lady. But simultaneously, the man experiences extreme pain of never being able to obtain the object of his affection. She might be married or betrothed to another guy. It's not about the physical love. It's just about the yearning, the passion for this one lady. Mm. Maybe she might be a higher class. She, it's just, just somehow you can't actually have her. Yeah, see, in all my romance novels, they eventually get together. So. Right. But, okay, so that's not taking, that's like starts out with courtly love. Right. But, like, think about this. Wouldn't that be, like, dominatrix? He's doing all this, like, it's male, slave, female, dom. Worship. Yeah. Exactly. It actually influenced, like, erotic texts later based on that. So, like, that's that's what I'm talking about here in this episode is, like, a whole bunch of shit like that. I am going to mispronounce this because it's one of those words that I learned by reading. Would you like me to say it for you? Yes. Flagellation? Flagellation. Thank you. I think I read it as flagellation. No, it's flag. Okay. <laughs> I think I, I knew that, but I also didn't. It's one of those one of those words. So, as the raised Catholic one. Not me. Yeah, I don't think you're going to really be able to comprehend this there was a scene in um which it was the dan brown book tom hanks was in, tom yes. hanks played the character in the movie yes where get it get, um, it, get it come I, on i forgot what the name of it is um and the guy <laughs> the guy had basically a like a metal flogger it was a cat of nine tails yeah that he that's how he like got through his grief the punishment you want to know what the book was yes please the Sorry. da vinci code thank you God, like that would have driven me. I would have had, I looked it up later under IMDb, but yeah. Yeah, no, it's the Da Vinci Thank Code. Thank you. Yeah. It's, uh, so that was a huge thing. It was definitely a church thing. It was used for atonement, chastisement, correction, justice, and that went up through like what, the 1950s and Isn't 60s? Isn't there like almost like a barbed wire type girdle thing too that got worn? On Jesus' head. Oh, yeah. That's like, that's an extreme version. Because that was also in... in um, yeah, that's a historical... In Da Vinci Code. Way historical thing. I'm talking about getting, like, switched in in schools and stuff and, like, wrapped on the knuckles. That was used as punishment, and now it's, a, like, a schoolgirl fetish. Well, yeah. So, like, all of this stuff we have now fetishized, but I bet you if you actually experienced it for realsies, that would not be a thing. Does that have a technical term for realsies? Mm-hmm. Okay, just checking. There's a book from the 1590s that references it, and it's uh, an erotic setting. References the flagellation. Yeah. By a female professional. Professional what? A professional female. Sex worker? Yeah. And then. uh, Courtesan? Probably. I don't know what they would call her back then. That's what they would call back. Courtesans? Yeah. Well, I don't know about in 1590, in 1950, but yeah. Well, yeah, no, I know that, but I don't know what the word whore. (laughs) Well, <laughs> that's probably it. <laughs> there was like a whole shitload of books. Like once one got written, there was like a whole shitload that got written after that. 
there was one specifically called the Venus in Furs from 1869. It's like really, Venus really famous. Venus in Furs? Yes. Okay. Venus in Furs. Oh, Venus in Furs. Like a Venus, like wearing the goddess and then yeah. wearing fur. Yeah. Apparently, it was semi-autobiographical, but nobody knew about it. And then his reputation got completely fucking destroyed when people realized, oh, shit, this is he actually did this. Oh, my God. So, like, he convinces a woman to make him her slave, gets flogged, and he gets whipped until he bleeds and cries. But then he thanks her for it. Like, that's a scene in the book. And then his rep got completely like he was shunned. After people found out that he actually did this shit. And then what was the other one? There was another one about a guy who like a monk or something like that, who would get off to being beat with a switch that had been dipped in vinegar. Ow. Right? Owie, owie, ow. That's a bit extreme. Yeah, well, you know. But I'm sure there's somebody who likes that currently. I don't know. Or hasn't tried it yet, but wants to now. Now that I've said that, you're like, oh, vinegar, that sounds so here's here's Raras. I'm ready. Bloodletting oh, yeah. has become blood play. Yeah. Do you know the history of bloodletting? Um, I just know with leeches, that's how they. And yeah. It, it, it's actually they thought it would, it would um, cure you of different ills. So, so much. It was balancing the humors. Apparently, yes. blood was a humor. I don't see anything humorous about blood, but <laughs> I do. You had to see that coming. <laughs> so it wasn't just with leeches. They actually had like a specialized tool. And I didn't you know, know leeches this. are back in. Yeah. So is uh, maggots. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Okay. I'm okay with leeches, maggots, not so much. And weirdly, fish skin. They're using fish skin instead of Band-Aids. Yeah. For like burns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that I think is fascinating. But anyway, I digress as we're going to do a lot. Yeah. But they actually had like. A, a tool, like a very specific tool that they use. But here's the part that gets me. These fucking idiots would purposely nick arteries. And then wonder that, why their patient died. Well, that would let the blood out a lot faster. You're not supposed to do that. No, not on purpose. But they did. They were like, oh, look, there's a spot that bleeds a lot. Let's do that. And then like the patient would fucking die. Yeah. But oh no, it was because their humors were out of a line. It wasn't because you nicked a fucking artery. History is dumb. Like, old medical shit is dumb. <laughs> There's a lot of new medical shit that's dumb, too. But, like, goddamn, people were stupid. I'm getting all worked up because I see of bloodletting. It's okay. It's all good. You're okay. Okay, so, yeah. really cool thing. Did you know that vampirism is actually also called Renfield Syndrome? I did not. Because it's an, it was documented in, like, 1992 by some psychologist. And he called it clinical vampirism. I don't know why it's called Renfield syndrome, but I do know that there is a movie coming out about Dracula's like bonded slave. And apparently his name is like Renfield. Guess who Dracula is in the movie? Who? Nicholas Cage. Okay. <laughs> Here, I'll really freak you out, right? Yeah. I've been running across some uh, videos lately on TikTok of... um female identifying people using their blood period as face masks. Well, that shut her up. <laughs> Mark this day down. <laughs> Speechless. No. 
No. Yeah, even I, who enjoy a good blood play, no scene was like, uh, no, 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 Rara, no, Rara, yeah, no, sorry, because this is my episode and we did blood play already. Okay, I gave you that episode. You had the blood, but I section. No. <laughs> no throwing up purple no period face masks purple though no, don't worry i'm not doing it i don't get a period god damn it okay not the point <laughs> fuck so sorry you derailed me go back to playing your game <laughs> okay Apparently, this was like a whole huge thing of like sexual deviance. And there was this guy that wrote this book on, I can't even pronounce this shit because it's in Latin, but it's like a whole bunch of sexual deviancies, which, you know, that was what they called it back then. And this included cannibalism and necrophilia and all this other stuff. All the good stuff. And they put sadism, vampirism, all this other stuff in there as a sexual deviance. I mean, it kind of is because the word deviant means like not the norm, right? Correct. So I guess that still counts. All right, this was the this was the part that inspired this whole episode. Did you watch the movie Hysteria? I did not. You haven't? No. It's so good though. Okay, who's in it? Hugh Granville and um, oh, I like Hugh Maggie Granville. Gyllenhaal. Yeah. No. Oh, it's like it's trash, but it's really really funny. Oh, those are the best. Okay. Right. Exactly. That's what you read. So yeah, it's all about the invention of the vibrator right which in the movie the they were treating female hysteria which is literally just women were acting out because they weren't getting laid hey when that happened anybody who had an opinion anybody who had a loud voice or who didn't want to do their wifely duties was hysterical and it required a treatment of hysterical paroxysm okay orgasm yeah and then they were fine and the doctors had to, like, masturbate them. Now, that part Where is... Where do I sign up for that? This part is true. Well, you could do that as a scene, actually. Yes. So this part is actually true. That was an actual treatment. And my favorite part of this whole goddamn movie, just to, like, promote this, mm-hmm. was there's this old lady who's getting it, and she's bucking and doing her thing, and then goes, Tanny ho I swear to God, I wanted to scream that during sex one day after watching this. I didn't because it would have confused him. But God, goddamn funny would that be? There, I may have read some erotica. Yeah, of course you did. With this type of situation where the young, uh, nubile, like 18-year-old. Yeah, of course you. Goes to, <laughs> goes to uh, get a medical exam. Uh-huh. Did she scream tally-ho? I cannot, no. There was no tally-hoing. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, he, you know, the doctor did. Just to make sure everything worked out and that she was capable. Of course. Of enjoying pleasure. And then there I've was the. I've seen that porn. Then there was the just stretching you out and preparing you for your future husband. Dilating. Yes. Oh, and oh no, which I, is an I've, actual medical procedure. I've I've got something bigger to help dilate mm-hmm. you. Did you know that I had a uh, so I had a partner who had a fantasy of watching his wife get her urethra dilated, having probably had that done for reals. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm like, no, not on my list for fantasy because I've done it for real. I was his and he just liked to tell me about it. And you know me, I love hearing people's fantasies. So I'm sitting there listening going, oh, yeah, what happened next? Okay. It was great. So the invention of the vibrator, supposedly, this is what the, this is what the story is that the movie is based on. He was having trouble keeping up and his hand was hurting. So like blah, 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 blah. He hired an assistant. The assistant ended up inventing this motorized helper. And they would use that instead, and then his hand wouldn't get tired yeah, and cramped all day. He would, like, in the movie, Hugh Granville is, like, icing his hand after work. You know, it was, like, funny. So this is what a lot of people think is the reason for the invention of the vibrator. Incorrect. Oh, what is the it's, reason? That is actually bullshit. So I'll get into that in a second. I okay. just want to give, like, a really quick. The first modern dildos around 19, or, sorry, 1730s was from who else? The French. But they've kissed. Who else would come up with this? The, the, the country of love and lovers. The, the French man shows up and he's like, I want to have sex with your whole family. And I will be very good at it. I'm sure. Yes. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> but did you know they've actually found dildos dating back to like 28,000 years? I wonder what they were made of. I would guess stone. Yeah, they would have to. Yeah. Right? Or like from twenty eight thousand years yeah, ago. Yeah, because I don't think they had. Would would they be able to polish the wood back then? To do well, that? of course they would. Okay, with with their mouth. Other pieces. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So apparently that was found in Germany, but like in ancient Greece, this was just like a normal practice, and they would use them made out of like polished leather that was stuffed with like cloth. Okay. Guess what they used for lube? What? What else would they use in Greece? Come on. Oh, olive oil. Olive oil. Yeah. Not just for cooking. It's not. Well, I I, uh, I understand it's been used for anal lube. Yeah, I don't think that would be very comfortable. Coconut oil. I've, I've heard. heard that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there was a lot of that. And of course, Rara's favorite. Yes. Using fruits and veggies. Well, duh. Did you think somebody just like came up with it recently? Like that's been yeah. around forever i've heard of hairbrushes well yeah anything you can stick up there if it looks like a tube it's probably going to be used as a dick if the glove fits which one is the glove (laughs) (laughs) we have to be a little more specific yeah uh so like in the renaissance creating dildos became like an actual art form well i think it should be an art form. it is right now you can get the kits yeah where you can like make your own yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I I feel like we need to do that. Of whose though? Well, Daddy J would volunteer yes. in a heartbeat. Probably so would Diesel. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We should do like a bonus episode of us making those. <laughs> uh so they would make them out of like cast silver and carved ivory and polished wood and you know, this was like a huge thing. And then in England, men got scared. Because the dildos were always hard and firm, and so they made laws against them because they didn't want women to have the the dildos instead of them. Anytime we get pleasure, the men, men get fuck scared. it up for us. Yeah. But interestingly, Japan, where they also found a whole bunch of this, went the opposite direction. All right. They were like, oh, this is hilarious. Let's do paintings and erotic literature and use them in decor. Like, uh, what's her name? What's, what the hell is that woman's name? 
the TV show that we just did the review oh, on. Oh, um, the sex room yeah. thing. Oh. I forgot her name. I know, but she's English, so I right. guess. Melanie. Melanie, that's it. So she uses them in decoration, right? Yeah. That apparently was what happened a lot in Japan. Go Japan. Right? So then we get to the whole invention of the vibrator thing, right? And it's true. He did invent the vibrator. But unlike what popular belief will have you believe. (laughs) Just unlike popular belief. Unlike popular belief. Yeah, I can do this. (laughs) This is why I'm in charge. Right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was not actually designed to cure hysteria. What was it designed for, Dara? Well, it's right there. You could actually read it. I'm helping you. This is your episode. Okay, actually, I'm just the sidekick this time. Cool. I'm not sure how good we are at this. It's weird. It is. It's a, it feels it does it feels like a glove that doesn't fit. Like I don't or like you know when you hold hands and you accidentally turn your hand the wrong way yeah. and it's not it does, it uh, feels weird. <laughs> um but anyway, it's so like Freaky Friday, but it's Sunday. Can I finish my sentence? <laughs> sorry. This is why like I'm in charge today. This is what we were just talking about. The glove don't fit. I'm sorry. You must acquit. Yes. You must acquit interrupting me. <laughs> <laughs> Did that not work? That didn't work for you, did it? Oh, it did. She's crying. Drink. God, it, was, it was so bad. Like, I thought that's what we were doing today, though. You started it. You must quit interrupting me. Which one of us is going to pee our pants first? Oh, I swear to God. Ow. Rara, tissues. Tissues, honey, not your sleeve. Tissues. I'm not wiping my nose. Okay. I'm just uh, saying. Okay. Soon you, I'll, I will sit here and not and, and then quit. <laughs> I'm dead. Does that mean I'm in charge again if you're dead? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. <laughs> it's not working out this way anyway, obviously, because that was the world's worst joke. Fuck! <laughs> I can't even look at you. Just go. Wait. Okay, here. I've blocked your face. I need. I need to put a balloon over her face with a smiley face. Like. Okay. <laughs> She's still going. Um. So apparently, it was. Spe- it was invented for men, of course. To be used on a variety of body parts, like to treat like sore muscles and apparently deafness. That's the part that I couldn't believe. I was like, fucking what? Really, you idiots? This is what I'm saying. Like medical devices way back in the day when they actually thought these could be used for it. Like fucking what? Not very bright. No. Oh, my God. Deafness? For a vibrator? What the fuck is that going to do? All so, I can tell you is that it never cured my vision issues. <laughs> Made it worse, probably, and I right? Tried. <laughs> How many times you go cross-eyed because of it? Rara, it's because you have to continue the treatment every single night. I do most nights, yeah. Yeah. So this was the part that I thought was funny. It the only sexual uses that he even suggested were vibrating the perineums to treat impotence. I would imagine that might work. I feel like that would actually be a useful thing, though. That might work. 
Or like if your hand is sore from masturbating people too much all day, then use the vibrator as like a massager. Yeah. Speaking of which. Yes. You know the story behind Hitachi, right? I do, actually. You want to tell this one? Well, it was really invented as a back massager. Mm -hmm. And as somebody who has purchased back massagers and used them for other purposes, (laughs) I'm really not surprised. Yeah. Aren't they still pissed that the word Hitachi is now synonymous with vibrator? Well, it's like the whole Xerox. Yeah. Kleenex. Yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious to me, though. They're like still pissed about it. So the sexual revolution of the 1960s pretty much ended that whole no, nobody can masturbate thing. And it was okay for women to actually masturbate again. Well, I'm sure we were always masturbating. We just hit it. Yeah. But this this was more like people knew about it now. Well, now it was like you could share. You could actually do what like, you know, we do where we sit down as a bunch of us ladies and share stories of how we masturbate and with what. So that. Oh, yeah. Or like you should use this Hitachi instead of that Thunderstick or, yeah. you know, the 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 Hitachi that you plug in is way better than the one that you that is wireless. Like, like, fuck, my magic wand just died. I need to replace it. Anyone got any recommendations? Did I tell you that my fucking Thunderstick died right when I was about to orgasm? Oh, uh, that was some non-consensual edge play oh, right there. Oh, man. Yeah, oh, I'm on my second one. Pissed. I mean, I got a good three, three, four years out of it. Well, this was during the time that I was married to the asexual guy, so I broke it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I thought the Hitachi thing was was really funny, and like the whole part about the vibrator. I think he invented it to like massage his hand after he was done, not necessarily to use on people. Probably. Okay. Now here's here's the one that I threw in. I don't want you to read it. Okay. Okay. Ready? Eyes closed. Yeah. So. Uh, one of the first vibrators that they apparently uh, have discovered is from Cleopatra. <gasps> she had it. Uh, it was a tube, like a hollowed out gourd mm-hmm. that she filled with live bees. I can actually envision that because right? the, the buzzing bzzz, right, would vibrate it. Similar to what our vibrators sound like today. It would vibrate bzzz, it. Yeah. And she would like plug it up with like probably honey or something. Oh, goodness gracious. Yeah. I, I'm glad they never got out. I mean, eventually they'd probably died in there and then they would dump it out. Yeah, but that's better than them getting out in her. Well, it was only hollowed out at one end. The other end probably not hollowed out. That's actually really clever. Right? It's kind of genius. So I'm curious. How does that rate compare to the cucumber? Like which? Oh, both of them are gross. (laughs) It's still a vegetable in your kahoochie. Your chattahoochie. My chattahoochie. <laughs> I don't think it chats much, but okay. Yours might. <laughs> Mine. What do you think mine's saying? Do I dare ask you? More! There you go. Feed me. Feed me, Seymour. Feed me. <laughs> Feed me cucumbers. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, and wow. again, none of this stuff is going to be like, for most people, they already know this because media, but let's go with Sadib's... You can't even say the words. <laughs> let's go with sadism and masochism. Okay, let's. Where'd that come from, Rara? Uh, Marquis de Sade, supposedly. Supposedly. I'm not entirely sure how accurate that is, but this is what like everything I read said. Mm-hmm. But well, that's somehow all it point smacks of, of, yeah, it smacks of rumor to me. I don't know why. It doesn't, I really want to dive into well, that I one mean, a little more. I mean, from 1785, it's kind of hard to say this is factual. Right. 
Well, this is when he published the 120 Days of Sodom, which I kind of thought was a reference to Sodom and Gomorrah. Right? Yeah. The whole That's city what I would have thought. That that's kind of what I thought it was, but this is the one that it depicts graphic sexual violence, kind of like the romance novels that Rara reads. Not all of them. Some of them are not well, you violent. Tell, you tell me if you want to read this. Okay. Four wealthy men who kidnap other people at their leisure for sexual indulgence. We call that reverse harem, or now the new the new phrase is why choose? Because apparently by calling it a harem, we are offend, offending some cultures. So now okay. it's now it's called the why choose. Well, I've been reading. There you I've go. I've been reading those for a long, long but time. But in 19. Why do I keep saying 19? In 17. <laughs> because to you, 19 something is a long time ago. No, 19 something was 20 years ago. <laughs> right. But for me, it was like, you know, last year. Yeah. Because I'm still stuck in 2005. That's a good year. Yeah, pretty much was. It was great. My daughter was born that year. So, like, that's the 1700s version of Fifty Shades of Grey. You know? Okay. So that that was it. There's other ones that that kind of sparked. There was something called Justine, I think is what it was called. I'm not. It's in here somewhere. But let's see. There's lots of movies about Desaad. So, like, there's a literal movie called Desaad. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen it, but I, I want to. Either. I feel like this is our next movie review is that one, Caligula, oh and um, <laughs> what's the other one? Quills. Oh, I don't know Quills. Quills is supposedly about the Marquis de Sade. Okay. Right? I feel like we should do historical fiction movies that depict BDSM. All right. At some point, but that's a lot of, isn't Caligula like five hours long? It's long. Something like that? It's long. Anyway, speaking of more of this stuff, there was the psychology of sex, which I just translated from Latin in my head. This is the one that had the definitions of sadism and masochism. Okay. But it specifically said... It's only an hour and 42 minutes. Is it? Yeah. Okay, for some reason I thought it was way longer. No. Okay, well, maybe we could do that. For those... Do you know who's in it? Who? Helen Mirren. No. Peter O'Toole. No. Yeah. Oh, that. Okay. Well, that's our next movie challenge, movie review. Oh, goodness. Do Should we do all three or should we separate them? Because well, those are well, going to be kind of we'll long. We can watch all three and then just depending upon how that, much we talk. That might be one of those ones where we have to split them into yeah. two episodes because I feel like we'll talk a lot. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. Sounds good. I think that's the one where he said that sadism is a male affliction and masochism is a female affliction. Why am I not surprised? Which is why we have that whole f- male dom female sub thing. Mm-hmm. That's why we have that whole, what do you call it? Stereotype? It Thank you. <laughs> oh, wow. Boy, your brain is just uh, yeah, no, it's having issues today, isn't definitely. it? Definitely. So I'm not going to get too much into this one. Because I went and did an entire episode on it. It was the Violet Wand episode. This okay. is the one where the it was invented by Nikola Tesla. And it was when electricity was first discovered. And people were like, oh, my God, it's just like bloodletting. It's going to cure everything. <laughs> right? Lower back pain. Asthma. Anemia. Hey, Rara. Yeah. Clearly, since you're anemic now, you need, me to, you need me to use the Violet Wand on you. And that will bring your blood back. Okay. I'll try anything at yeah, this no, point. That's not how that works. I love this one, bronchitis. 
It's going to fix bronchitis? Apparently. Next time I have bronchitis, I'll have somebody zap me and see if it cures it. Sprains. Okay. Tooth aches. It cures a lot. Yeah, that's that's going to be a no. Uh, bruising. Uh-huh. Bruising, Rara. It fixes bruising. Well, why would you want to fix it? I, I, I knew that would be your answer. And then this is my personal favorite. I've said this before. I will say it every single time I bring up the wand. Demonic possession. Okay, I've seen some people orgasm. I could understand why they would think it's a demonic possession. <laughs> but it was like epilepsy, right? Wasn't that what they thought? It Okay, it was like either people on drugs or epilepsy. That was what demonic possession was. Sorry, Catholics. I, I just... I, I, yeah. Yeah. But now, obviously, it's play. Right. This is the one, though, that I think it's super funny that it started out as a medical device. Then it kind of went out as a medical device and became a sex device. And now it's back to being a medical device. The TENS unit? Yeah. How did I guess? Yes. Because it actually is. I've actually only used it as a medical device. Oh, you haven't lived. I had this discussion with my PT. He put it on my knee and I started laughing because he couldn't figure out why I was taking it up so high. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, this is nothing. You should should put it on it on my. I love it on my knee. That's oh, it's where I've great. had it. Yeah, it's, it's but great. it's a form of pain management. Yeah, like now. But anyway, I just think that's hysterical. And of course, the ultimate medical device, the defibrillator. Yeah, electricity actually used for medical purposes, right? Yes. So oh, this, yeah, this one went full circle, and I just find that really funny. It, I I get amusement out of the biggest bullshit. That's okay. So you do you, hun. So I, if you notice, this next one, I know, barely I'm, has anything. I'm so sorry because I don't know anything about it. And honestly, I didn't have enough time to research it. And mm-hmm. I I feel like, so I'm talking about Shibari. Right. And I feel like if you really want to know about it, go back and listen to our episode. Yeah. Well, and I just, but I just would like to, Shibari is a type of rope bondage, but not all rope bondage is Shibari. Wow. How, why does that sound familiar? Yeah. Didn't we just do an episode where there was something similar? Yes. Actually, several Lot. episodes. Lots like that. Um, Shibari gets used a lot specifically to describe rope suspension. Mm -hmm. And the problem is, is there's very specific ways of doing things to actually make it Shibari. And what we do, especially here in America, very little of it is actually technically Shibari. Well, the reason I said Shibari in this is Mm -hmm. because this started... As a way of securing prisoners for torture. Yes, I know that. You I did? Th- I actually knew that. I didn't know that. Yeah. And it involved into like an actual art. That's why That's why I'm saying it's very specific ways of doing it. Mm-hmm. Because you need to be able to get access to the parts you're going to torture. I, I So I didn't know that. Surprise! In, I just, that was just really, really a cool fact to me. And like in the 1600s, play at its yes. finest. <laughs> in the 1600s, it was like law enforcement had these techniques. Martial art was doing this. Yep. And like I wasn't getting a whole lot of like what happened in the middle for this part. So I'm hoping somebody can fill me in. I want to know how it went from like torture and law enforcement to pretty, pretty art. But I do know, speaking of predicament play, there was this book that I read where this guy was like super into tying and, or no, it was a woman. So she cr- contracted her courtesan and she tied these very clever knots where she, the girl, the uh, submissive was kneeling and the knot was tied right on the clit. 
and so that every time she moved, the knot would move up and down? It can still be done. I know many people who have incorporated that type of thing into their play where the knot where the knot is specifically around the clit area and they use it. I don't okay, so I'm not really big into rope, but that sounds like fun. You might like that because you can set that up where it's just around your hips and your in your clit. It doesn't go up into your torso. So it won't affect your breathing. It won't make you feel claustrophobic. So the other part is I don't like my hands being tied. It wouldn't you why would your hands have to be tied? I don't for that? know. In the book her hands were tied and that's what But made that's it... different. But you don't have to have your hands tied. I'd li- I this. think I'd like to try that. It would basically be underwear made from rope. That's the I'd only region like you would have. It's all it's the only place you would have wherever your underwear f- fits, mm-hmm. that's where the rope would be and no other place. Is it over or under the underwear? Well, it, you could have it either way, but if it's going to be under and touching directly, make sure either nobody else uses that rope or it gets washed. Because if you're anything like me, you're going to get messy on the rope. <laughs> yeah, we've all seen your Just reaction saying. to rope. Yeah. Man, that'd be hilarious to do that scene on you. Um, yeah. <laughs> Just going to go with that? Yeah. That's all I got. That's all I got right yeah. now. Yeah. Now you're just thinking about it. Yeah. You getting squishy? Nope. Okay. I'm too cold. I am a little bit cold. Yeah. I know. Here, do you want my, I have hand no, warmers. That's okay. Do you want my hand warmers? All right. Ooh, they're still on. Nice. <laughs> All right. So I want to talk about foot fetish really quick. We haven't, have we done an episode on foot fetish yet? Uh, yeah. Hello, Miss Marla Jane. Oh my God. I forgot about that. Shame. 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 <laughs> well, okay. So again, this is not going to be a super detailed. This is like all of this shit is just overviews. We can't talk about sex without talking about Freud. <laughs> no, I think it's like impossible. Period. And illegal. Illegal? Really? Yeah. I could have gone through this whole episode and not talked about Freud and then I would have gotten arrested. Yeah. By the kink police? Yeah. There should be a kink the, police. There's a, count, there's a kink council of elders, so they must have a kink police. When did we start that, Rara? Oh, when you was don't that know made? about the kink council of I guess. I guess you don't spend nearly the same amount of time on TikTok that I no. do. Yeah, there's a bunch of us that are creating a kink council of elders. Because you've decided. been talking about that for a while now, and you've always said, I want to be on the kink council of elders. Well, I, they were putting it together, and I said, wait a minute, but I'm the only actual elder in the group, so don't I automatically get to be on it just for that reason? So are you? Yeah. Yeah. Man, this is going to be hilarious. <laughs> I don't know if anything's going to come of it. Well, what happened to Judge Rara? I, you know, Judge, she needs to come back, but I haven't really found anything that... You can judge? <sighs> well, there is one. There was a recent argument, a recent brouhaha about what does it mean to be kinky versus being in the lifestyle? Oh, that's an interesting one. Well, yeah, except everything they were saying was wrong. Oh, yes. Okay. Because they were saying that those who, do, those who do it just in the bedroom are kinky, but not in the lifestyle. Not necessarily. So the question is, when does it, when do you get, what criteria do you need to meet to be called, to be, to say you're in the lifestyle? And the answer was, whatever the fuck you want. I was like, isn't that straight up gatekeeping? Uh-huh. That is what the Kinky Council of Elders decided that, yes, it was. Oh, cool. So anyway, do I get to be an elder? I don't know. No, I can't. You I don't can't, want. I don't want to because I don't want to join TikTok and yeah. do that. All right. Right. So anyway, let's go back to Freud. Okay. 
Oh, it always comes back to Freud. It always comes back to Freud, (laughs) who, by the way, has been proven wrong about just about every fucking thing. But you can't, I mean, as wrong as he is, some of this shit is like, uh, that's kind of funny. So I wanted to bring it up. Okay. All right. So uh, foot fetish and Freud. Yes. This, This part, I about died. I about fucking died when I read this. He apparently said, quote, the foot fetish emerged from the castration complex in early childhood in which the foot functioned as a substitute for the penis. I don't want a foot up my hoo-ha. I, well, there are people that do. I don't. I'm just saying is I don't. I don't know which, which part about this is more wrong. I don't know. Can, can, I, what? what the fuck? Fred is just a sick bastard with a psych yeah. degree. Like that's just that's just wrong. Freud had issues. He was amusing. Now, now. like now, that's just right. fucking funny. But um, so that's why I wanted to bring up Freud because that just I was like, no, no, dude, no. Um, he also said that foot binding was a form of fetishism, but it has been disputed. I kind of agree with that one, though. Well, isn't that part of the geisha community? The foot binding. It wasn't just geishas; it was everybody. All somewhat nobly born, and it didn't it just like not the poorest of people. There was foot binding, um, and I think the it was called I don't remember what it was called, but the perfect foot length was three inches. Do you know how this? I can't. I don't want to get even into my, how this was made. Even my itty bitty teeny tiny feet are bigger than three inches. Do you know what they did for foot binding? Like, are you? Yeah. Well, I know from the geishas. Yeah. Yeah, okay. It's, it's disgusting. Fucking horrible, and it's been declared, like, you know, what? what is it by the Geneva Convention? Like, don't fucking do that. Or, like, the national... Just, just don't. Just, we'll just, just leave it no. just don't. But anyway, I kind of think that that's accurate. Like, an entire culture evolved around a foot fetish. Yeah. I kind of think that's accurate. Um, and then did you know that Cinderella was originally Chinese and it had to do with foot binding? That's why Cinderella's feet were so tiny and could fit in the little glass stipl- slippers, stippers, slippers. That makes total sense. It used to, like the original one was fur and then Perrault, who took the story and changed it into like the version that we know today, changed it to glass because it was more French and frou-frou. Bit of kiss. But yeah, that was... Her feet have always been depicted as super tiny because yes. the original one was Chinese. I did not know that, but it makes total sense. Yeah, that was actually going to be my paper in college for my master's. I was going to do this whole thing on Cinderella. Um, so, yeah, that kind of evolved from like just the foot fetish. It evolved into like things with shoes and boots and hose and socks and even foot odors. There's whole fetishes with sniffing. Um, now, did you know that there are certain famous people that have admitted that they have foot fetishes? Rex Ryan. Who's that? Football coach. Ah. Which is why you don't know him. But exactly. Yes. Did you know F. Scott, F. Scott Fitzgerald had a foot fetish? No, I did not. How about Idris Elba? No, really? Mm-hmm. He's admitted it. Wow. In TV interviews, magazines... Who's the other one that I thought was funny? Enrique Iglesias. Okay. Tommy Lee, that one I can see 100% because he doesn't I'm hide any of his shit. You know, that, that he would have any fetishes. That doesn't surprise me. 
he's so oh no he's out there and he's like he just would be the kind of person that's like yeah i have this fetish this fetish this fetish no problem Mm -hmm. ludicrous okay and ricky martin does he have a foot fetish for male feet i have no idea see this would be fascinating to me like because usually traditionally when you think it's a it it tends to be a guy has a thing for the female foot form right but if you're gay but your what thing does is that still have feet. to do with, but what does but that have to do with feet that's what i'm on to know so is it still the female foot form i don't know right maybe he's like by with feet maybe because usually right you think of the female foot form as smaller higher arch mm-hmm. less hair in their toes but there's the guy that I know that used to go to those parties that also had a hirsute fetish. So hairy feet, that guy would be totally into hobbits. That's true. <laughs> Did I break you again? No, not as, not as bad as the uh, quitting interrupting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And we'll go down for a while. Yeah. So I know your thing is books. Do you, do you want to talk about the books or do you want me to just keep going? You can keep going. It's your show, remember? I know, but I'm trying to give you a thing. I'm just, listen, I could talk about all the different kind of books that I've read. But again, they were done in, even if they're, the setting is historical, they've been written in modern times. Right. So those, I don't know that. I definitely have read plenty of um, medical erotica because we know that's one of my many, many things. Of course. Where you've got, as I said, the young, nubile, 18-year-old and the older male doctor. I want want one where it's like a... Big ass 30 year old woman. I got a thing for big asses on women. Okay. So I want that. Sorry, Rara. Uh, yeah, I don't got that. No, I'm sorry. I told you the only things big on me are my boobs and my mouth. I really like me some thick thighs. Sorry, I just had a. I know, I'm sure. I'm waiting yeah. for you to come back. I was thinking about this one that I follow on TikTok and I'm just like, oh. Um. Okay, so books. Yes. Books, books, books. You should read. Yeah. Makes you smarter. Yeah. Gives you wrinkles. In your brain. It, I know. Context, right? Yeah. It actually does, though. Reading gives you uh, wrinkles in your brain, which creates more neurons. Okay. So, yeah. All right. So, book science. What? In 1929. Now, I don't know if you saw this, but, like, we started way, way back in the day, and then, like, the difference between the numbers kept getting shorter and shorter and shorter. So, like, now we're going to hit it. Um, so there is studies of psychology of the sex of of sex where this dude kind of disses Freud is like, no, that's not what happened here. And this is what happened. And um, this is the guy that said that masochism is a female stereotypical response and sadism is for males. Mm-hmm. This is the guy 1929. So that's why we have that fucking stereotype. And then another guy who apparently well, I also think it's because it's us women can get away with sadism easier because we don't look like what you think a sadist looks like. Like sadists are mean. Yeah. We don't look mean. Well, you don't. I apparently do. <laughs> well, yeah, but I, trust me, I can get away with a lot of mean things that still, people still don't even recognize that are mean. I know. <laughs> and you get encouraged to do this shit. Yeah. I come in looking like a fucking... I don't know what it, emo, <laughs> goth, goth. Got emo, goth warrior. Look what I'm wearing today. I know. You're all in black. I, yeah. I'm in my pink. Oh, I like being an emo, goth warrior. I like okay, that idea. Okay. That's a good line. Okay. I'm going to keep that. 
that's going on my uh sash uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my, mine's up to a dress. My, mine's a dress turning into a floor-length evening gown. Yeah, you're going to have an evening gown with a fucking train. Yes. Um. So apparently, according to the Institute for Sex Research, which I thought that was cool. I was like, that exists? Yes. I want to work for them. In Idaho. What the hell? Is- okay, never It's mind. out of the University of Idaho. Do you want to go to Idaho? I don't think they're going to have a good deli there, so no. Probably not, but you Where can would have I a lot get of bagels? potatoes. Where do I get bagels? I don't know. Do they make bagels out of potatoes? Yeah. There's a lot of potatoes. I mean, you get potato bread. You could probably have some good you? gnocchi. But it wouldn't be good. Uh, probably I mean, not. I the gnocchi. I'm talking about the potato bagel. Yeah. Okay, so according to this research report, okay. um, 12% of female and 22% of male, no statistic for non-binary right now because this was done, you know, way back. Respondents said that they experience an erotic response to a sadomasochistic story. That's it. That's I would have thought the numbers would be higher. Yeah, you, you'd think. But then here's the higher numbers: fifty-five percent of females and fifty percent of males report having responded sexually to being bitten. Biting is a big thing. It's not my particular kink, but mine. Scra- I, I would scratch before I'd bite. But yeah, I'd I'd definitely go for scratching. I. I would be the person who wouldn't have the response to being bitten, but scratching, fuck yeah, every time. Oh, I dig feet. I like to gouge f- fing- fingernails into body parts. Yeah. Daddy and I both do that to each other. Like, I'll come home I mean, from work and he'll be like, hey, baby girl. And he'll take off my bra and he'll just turn me around and bend me over the uh, island, the kitchen island, and just scratch the fuck out of my back. And I get up and I'm like, completely is hard. Is the sex even good if there aren't scratch or bite marks? I don't know, man. That's That's a controversial kind of... <laughs> sentence right there there are people that don't like scratching they're wrong obviously (laughs) (laughs) we're kidding you're valid you're wrong but you're valid (laughs) she's gonna keep going with this uh so then we have the story of O. yes which you know all about i do know about the story of O. I don't know that i've ever actually read that one i don't know that i've read the official one or if i've read like a retelling it's on my kindle somewhere now I don't, I don't have it on here, but like, I I don't remember what was the uh, taming of Sleeping Beauty. Oh, the, what year all was those, that one? That was a while ago. Like, was it the eighties or the seventies? I think eighties. Okay, there's four books now. Right, man, that just kept going. I actually didn't like that one. I don't like them. Talk about talk about. It's not even C and C. It's just there's rape. It's just rape in there. Well, I mean, the original Sleeping Beauty had uh, some somnophilia. Yeah. So. Yeah. Kind of makes sense. Yeah. No, it's it's an issue, but that's a whole nother. Fairy tales are disgusting. The real ones. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, holy shit. They, oh, were, well, not, look, they were not made for kids. Oh, look. How about um, you've got Sleeping Beauty and um, Rapunzel? Snow White, where the poor woman who can't consent because she's basically unconscious they kiss her yeah well sleeping beauty was raped was she you didn't know that yeah in the well, original not in the disney version no of course not but in the original uh Did the dwarves do it no sleeping beauty not snow white oh okay thank you probably she had sex with the dwarves in the original i don't remember I... that no actually no none of the none of the original ones that i've ever read have that but, but sleeping beauty in who? sleeping beauty who? he goes the prince he finds her he rapes her and she gets pregnant with twins and she only wakes well, she's up still unconscious yes she, <gasps> nine whole months she has twins and the only reason she woke up 
was because one of the twins sucked the thorn out of her finger because he was trying to um, trying to suck. I did not know this. Mm-hmm. And in Rapunzel, he falls out of the window and gets lands on a thorn patch and his eyeballs get gouged out. Ew! Fairy tales are shitty, man. I see why they got changed. Wait till I tell you about no, no, no. Beauty and the Beast. No. Mm-hmm. Purple. Mm, okay. Don't ruin it for me. I'm sorry. Little Mermaid's pretty bad, too. Yeah, I know. All, yeah. Yeah. Or- no, they're all horrible. Okay. All right. So anyway. Um, Let's go back to the story of O. So much better. Well, okay. After the story of O and before the taming of Sleeping Beauty yeah. came the Leatherman's Handbook. Oh, yes. So apparently this one was like, this is what the old guard leather culture, old guard BDSM people, it, this is where it like apparently started. Well, there's, I, I've been debating about doing an episode on old guard. I wasn't sure if our listeners would be interested in that. So it's a perfect opportunity for me to say, if you are, please let me know. I've got some folks who are able to talk about that. I'm actually, do you want to do it old guard versus new guard or like, cause I feel like I'm mid guard. Is that a thing? Well, first of all, the, the controversy is whether old guard is a thing. Well, according to the research, that's where it all started. That's why it's called the old guard because they have like the rules and all this other stuff. And like, I don't have it on here because I forgot about but it, but, but the gore similar, books were in the similar 70s. to gore. This was a fictional book Mm -hmm. that people decided to turn into realness. Yeah. And there's just so many um, discrepancies and untruths and uh, false shit about this. So um, we can, you know, maybe we can turn that into a whole episode in and of itself that would include this old guard and gore. And talk about the myths, the legends. Oh, God. I have to read gore again. I don't know that you have to read gore. I've got Just... it on my on my uh, nook. All right. Well, maybe you can handle the gore part and I'll work on the leather part. By the, the way, this is part. G-O-R, not G-O-R-E. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll split that and you'll do the G-O-R do the part, part and I'll do the old guard part. I don't like it, so it's not going to be very uh, favorable. Yeah. So well, I'm not sure how good I'm, I'm going to. I'll have to try and be. Mm-hmm. neutral but yeah but if this is if this is information before we go to all this time and trouble and effort um let us know do you want to hear about it is that something yeah. that interests you because if so we'll absolutely do it we can totally do that it's not going to be a problem it's just i'm not sure how neutral it's going to be but you know, when have we ever been neutral about anything in this show so yeah we're supposed to be neutral i don't remember. Remember the we have opinions? That sort of undoes any neutrality. Cool. I will skewer it. <laughs> awesome. Fantastic. Violet, add that to my list. <laughs> She's got a running list of shit that I'm supposed that to do. That she can nag. Yeah. I've um, turned over. I have, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Since I'm tired and cold. Um, I've handed over the. Delegated. There we go. I know yes. I get the word eventually. I've delegated the nagging duties. Yeah, she was like, I don't want to do that anymore. And I was like, Violet, Violet, will you nag me? I need somebody to nag me, girls. I will not get this shit done. All right, so I just want to really quick go over this, like, super, super fast. Like, key dates in history that we haven't gone over. Okay. Apparently, a lot of, like, GIs coming back from World War II 
really were the ones that started the whole leather and and correct community um because they just couldn't handle not having the structure and the rules anymore well they also um they were gay right and they were not exactly welcomed for their sexual preferences no so they created this world in which uh they were comfortable and they could be themselves but they did bring in the the hierarchy and the rules and the protocols from having been in the military yeah i thought that was fascinating um i've said interesting enough times in this damn episode i thought i'd flip it up and that's a, a lot bit. of where old guard comes from oh yeah this scene absolutely so this is where the artist tom of finland comes in i only learned about tom finland Thanks to Melanie and How to Build a Sex Room. I'd never heard of him before. Apparently it's Tom of Finland. Yes. Um, I thought it was Tom Finland too. But like, yeah, no, yeah, it's no, not. It's Tom from, from the country of Finland. Tom from, from Finland. Uh, so Second World War. He spent his time fighting alongside German soldiers. Fighting, fighting German soldiers. And um, he his art actually fetishized mostly men in uniform. And I was looking at a couple of these things. And it's like these super buff men, like totally rah-rahs type with like nipple rings. Oh, yeah. Th- I've seen the pictures. They're sexy mm. as fuck. They're awesome. Uh, let's see. 1978 was lesbian feminist in San Francisco. Um, founded an organization that brought attention to sexually explicit manual a sexual explicit manual on BDSM and they started like making organizations that had to do with this in the seventies and made it a little more, I don't know if the word is formalized, but oh, making people aware of them. Like the national coalition for sexual freedom comes from this kind of thing. AIDS in the eighties, believe it or not actually made BDSM more popular because it wouldn't be sexual contact. There's no actual intercourse right. required. Again, remember, folks, you don't have to have sex for kink. Right. So that's why this, like, AIDS actually made it more popular, which is, like, kind of wonky, right? Like, it, you'd think it would be. Um, and then in the 90s, the internet. Ah, the good old internet. And from there, porn. Porn has existed for like forever. But the internet, you yeah. know that song, The Internet is for Porn? I don't, but. You've never heard, it's hilarious. It's sung by puppets. It's fantastic. But it makes sense because all of a sudden it became a lot easier. You know, back in in the day. And the information was more spreadable. Before before the internet, you have to like go buy your porn. Oh, <gasps> So you'd have to like go to a store, have it mailed to you, and that meant other people could know about it, what you right? were doing and watching. No, but like in the 2000s, it became like, what, there was no laws about what you could and couldn't put on the internet, right? So it was like everywhere. You you just, I remember like freaking out because I clicked on a link and then suddenly there was like cartoon porn showing up on my screen, like pop-ups. I had to run and get my dad. I was like, Dad, I don't know what happened. I clicked on this thing and suddenly this is showing up. I can't get it to stop. Oh, my God. I promise I wasn't well, doing anything. I, I don't remember this, the, if I ever told you a story about the time that uh, my son, my middle son, went to go watch a movie in, in my bedroom. 
in the, with the DVD. Oh, no. And he went to go put the CD in, and there was a porn CD in there, and he showed it to me. And he's like, he goes, that's dad's, isn't it? And I went, yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh-huh. your dad's, son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. We'll go with that. He still thinks it was dad's, doesn't he? Probably. Yeah. Well, no, he knows his dad well enough to know by now it couldn't possibly have been his dad. I'm sure he doesn't even think about that. I don't know if he remembers the he story or not. He it from his memory. I don't know if he remembers it. And oh, if I man. try to even remind him, he would die. You're, I've never, that kid is so vanilla. Oh, the middle one? Yes. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so let's not talk about that anymore. So that is my version my very, very fast version of like, I don't know, 28,000 years of sex. Is that what it was? Because the first dildo was in. Yeah. Yeah. You got any closing stuff for me? Uh, no. I See, because you're the one who like cares about all this stuff. You were bored the whole time. I'm like you? just going, can I just do the stuff? I don't care the why. I, I just, love the why. I don't care. The, can I just do? Yes. You, you want to fill a gourd care, full of live bees care, and see if that works? I care about the when. When can I do it? <laughs> How can I do this? How? When? How will I be able to achieve this? Where? But I, I just thought it was interesting. So if you didn't find it interesting, sorry. Not sorry. But all the smart people enjoyed it. You insinuating I'm not smart? Just I'm just going to stop the episode. <laughs> you, you just stop right there. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for hanging out with us today. If you have a question you would like answered or just have a story about the lifestyle you want to share, you can send us a voicemail and maybe it'll be featured in an episode. Just go to pinkkinkpodcast.com to contact us. Follow us on social media. On Twitter, Instagram, and FetLife, we are Pink Kink Podcast. And on TikTok, we are Pink Kink Podcast 2.0. Join our Facebook group, Pink Kink Podcast and hang out with other pink kinksters. If you love what we do and are able to help support us, we are on Patreon. Just look for us on patreon.com slash pinkkinkpodcast. You can also help support our affiliates, which benefits small businesses and pink kink. Even if you can't show your support financially, there are other ways you can help. You can spread the word about our kinky podcast and tell your friends about us. You can also rate and review Pink Kink on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. The five-star reviews really help. Don't forget to subscribe to Pink Kink so you don't miss a minute of the fun. New episodes come out every Friday. Until next time, stay pretty, stay safe, and stay twisted. Stay twisted.